Welcome to the United City Church Podcast, where we think God is much less concerned about where you've been than where you're going. We really believe this message will help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. Enjoy. Some of you, you think that being stuck is where you're going to be forever. You think, man, I'm just... I don't know if I can do anymore. I don't know if I can go anymore. I'm stuck. I need some people to help. You know what you probably need in your life is some people to help push you. What you need in your life is some people to help support you. What you need in your life are some people who will come alongside you and make sure that you don't stay stuck. As a matter of fact, I know there's one person His name is Jesus who will always make sure that you don't stay stuck. Amen? And I think so often that we forget. We have the God of the universe that we can call out to at any point in time, that we can reach out to, that we can call on his name. To him be the glory forever, forever and ever in the church. Amen? We can reach out to him. And yet, so often we live our lives very, very stuck. Some of you showed up tonight thinking, man, this is an upgrade from where we've been meeting at. Yes, it is quite the upgrade. We are no longer stuck. We have just been blessed. <laughs> and I know like that when things happen in our lives, we, we tend to, you know, we, we can freak out when, when I got the call that our venue that we were using was going to not open its doors anymore. I said, we're going to try to get in there Sunday. So I made a few phone calls and we got in there Sunday and we, we made it happen. But then I started, my wheels started turning and I started freaking out. I'm a little OCD about a few things. Um, not all things, but just a few things in church is one of them about how we're going to make sure we manage all this and how we're going to do all this. And, and I, I just felt stuck for a little while. For some days, I, I drove around. I tried to find places. I called. We had meetings. I was doing all this stuff. And I just had to realize a few things is that, is that at the end of the day, is that God knows what he's doing, amen? And that what potentially looks like a setback is obviously a setup for God to do something miraculous, not only in our church world, but in your world. And so when you think that you're stuck in a particular situation, you think that you're stuck in your marriage, or you think that you're stuck in your, uh, in your relationship, you think that you're stuck in your faith, I- I'm here to tell you that there is a God who wants to make you unstuck. He wants to make sure you're in a place of, uh, that you are in a place that, that moves forward, that you're in a place that who you were yesterday is not who you're going to continue to be, that who you were last year is not who you're going to continue to be. And, and I, I know this, that life throws all kinds of curveballs at us, but it's not the curveballs that matter in life. You see, the Bible says that if you'll just have the faith of a mustard seed, that you can move mountains. And it's amazing how often we make that mustard seed so big. If you've ever known anything about mustard seeds, they're tiny. I mean, you can barely see them. They're very, very small. And the Bible says that if you'll have this kind of faith, you can move mountains. You can do great things with your life. You can, you can move people. You can, you can do all these things. And yet, that small little 
thing becomes very, very giant. And I think that what we should understand is we should stop looking at the size of our problems and start looking at the size of our God, amen? Like looking at the size of the potential of what God wants to do in our lives, looking at the size of what he wants to accomplish in our lives. As I, as I read through the book of Ephesians, I, I know that there's a lot that, that we can dissect, but in, in chapter four, it talks about unity. And in chapter one, it talks about God's blessings and spiritual insight. In chapter two, it talks about us coming from death to life, being new creations. And here's what I know is that something that comes from death to life, there is a faith element involved in that. If you've ever planted something into the ground, there is a faith element on whether it will grow or not. I'm not a gardener. My mother-in-law is amazing at it, though. Like, she's always planting things and things are growing. And I, I just always think, like, I don't have that kind of faith. Here's why. Because every plant we ever get, I kill. You been there? Like, somebody gets you a, a gift for, like, for a, a typical time of the year or whatever. Maybe you're like, oh, thanks so much. You'll be dead in two days. Uh, I forget to water them. I forget to take care of them because, because I don't have the faith or the insight to do it. And what I believe that is taking place in our church right now is a shift. A shift of faith. A shift of faith-filled people. A shift of faithful people. Amen? Like, I, I, I believe that God wants to do something transformative in our lives, but he's only going to do it through the vein of faith. It's only going to be where we believe that God is bigger than we could ever imagine. So we're going to believe that God is greater than we could ever imagine. See, last night I had faith in some judges in a slam dunk contest. They all proved me wrong. If you watched the slam dunk contest last night, you got to think, man, Aaron Gordon just jumped over a dude that was seven foot five. And they gave the dude nines. And I was great. I didn't even watch it live. I was watching it. I was YouTubing and House of Highlights and all that stuff. And I was like, yes, he's won this thing. And all this controversy happens. You know, as a kid growing up, I had all the faith in the world in Michael Jordan. I believed that at the end of every game, that no matter what, miss or make, that when you gave him the ball, he was going to make it. Like, it did not matter. And, and here's what's crazy. I would stay glued to a TV when he would, like, if it was, and, and as a kid, I would be that, if you don't, if you don't play sports, that's fine. I want to explain something. As a kid, I would go into a gym, and every kid that maybe plays sports or see something, there's always a countdown, right? Say like five, four, three, two, one. And you're like, oh, and now, like, after Kobe's passing, everybody's like, Kobe. Everybody's throwing out the Kobe, like, and, and all. We had faith in these human beings that they could take us places, that they would show us new heights, that they would transform our lives if we went and watched them play a game. But so often we don't have faith in a God who will really transform our lives, who would actually change our hearts, who could actually transform us into being new creations, and yet... Our faith is so little in him and our faith is so much in people's ability to perform in front of us. But yet there is a God who's always performing behind the scenes. This week I got a text message that said, while you're waiting, God is working. I was like, ooh, man. My inner like, Pentecostal came out. I was like, yes, 
Come on, somebody. While you're waiting, God is working. And I was like, man, I just, waiting is tough. Do you know that the answer to your faith problem or your faith question is always in the waiting. Now, if you're single here, I know, waiting is tough. I'm telling you, when you wait, good things happen. (laughs) Now, if you're here and, and you're trying to figure out what your next step is, it's tough. Waiting is not fun. But I'll tell you, it is the answer to our faith problems. I think about this story in the New Testament where, where Jesus was going um, to see his friend Lazarus who, Lazarus who, who had died. And I, I can't imagine what the families were going through and all this, what was happening, you know, somebody had passed away and Jesus didn't make it because he was healing somebody else. And I can't imagine what all these people were thinking in their heads, like, oh, like, I can't believe he didn't make it. I can't believe he didn't do this. God, where were you? I can't believe this. I can't believe that. Did you know that while you're waiting, God is working, amen? Did you know that in the midst of your waiting, that God is on time? Did you know that when you think that he wasn't gonna show up, he would always show up? Did you know that even when you thought that he wasn't gonna bring you somebody, he will bring you somebody? Did you know that even when you thought that your marriage or your relationship was at its wit's end, that he was going to be in the midst working all things together according to the good, according to his purposes and his plans? Did you know that even when we lost the building that it didn't surprise God? Did you know that when we go through struggles, it is not a surprise to God? What he may want to do is test your faith a little bit. And here's where you understand, here's where we see breakthrough in life is when, how do you handle life's greatest problems? Do you handle it with faithfulness or faithlessness? And sometimes that's a waiting game. And sometimes that doesn't, why, that doesn't match up the way that we thought it should. Sometimes it doesn't work the way that we thought it would work out. But I'm telling you, if you will just wait with faithfulness, God will do something incredible in your life. You just got to be, you got to be that person that's waiting. So I'm going to share with you two things that I think will help you to get unstuck in your life. Number one is this, put your faith in an uncommon God. Put your faith in an uncommon God. And here's why I know this. If you will put your faith In the hands of an uncommon God, uncommon things will happen in your life. I'm going to repeat that because nobody said amen and they should have, all right? So if you'll put your faith in the hands of an uncommon God, uncommon things will happen in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to understand, like, sometimes if we want uncommon to happen in our lives, we've got to put our faith in something that's uncommon, and that is God. He's a very uncommon God. He doesn't operate on our terms. He doesn't work within our sphere. He doesn't, that's not how he is. He's different. He operates on his time. He operates in his way. He operates with his, his, his abilities and our inabilities. Sometimes we're waiting for answers. God, I'm faithful. I'm going to be faithful. And yet 
we are still trying to fix our own problems instead of handing them off to God. Been there. This last week, been there. Struggle bus. Like I should have been the leader of that van that was stuck in the mud. Like that should have been me. Like on the struggle bus, trying to figure out, God, move this mountain, God, do your thing. And all the while, I'm like trying to push God to do what I want God to do. You know what that makes me? God. And here's what I know I'm not. And here's what I know that you're not. You're not God. The book of Isaiah says that, that our thoughts are not like God's thoughts. Our plans are not like God's plans. Matter of fact, the Bible even goes on and it says in Isaiah, as far as the heavens are from the earth, so is God's thoughts from our thoughts. So when you think that you know what's best, guess who knows more? God. He does. He knows your situation. He knows what's happening in your life. Put your faith in an uncommon God and uncommon things will happen. The second thing is this. Second thing that I want you guys to know tonight is this. Don't worry about the end results. Now, if you're OCD and you got some issues with end results and you like control, following Jesus is difficult because you're no longer in control. That's tough, right? It's like, don't worry about the end results, but I need need to know what the end, I'm not saying don't have a plan. Please hear me out when I say this. I am not saying that I don't want you to have a plan. What I am saying is that your plan may not work out the way that you wanted it to. Don't worry about the end results. Hmm. Here's why. Because if you knew the end results, then it wouldn't take faith to follow God. Amen. Preach it, Pastor Mitch. Come on, somebody. (laughs) You know, think about this. If we launched a church a year ago and God said, hey, in a year, you're going to lose your building. I don't know where you're going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I want you to do this anyway. I bet, <laughs> no, like I, that's not, no faith. I ain't doing that, God. Nope. You know, in your life right now, you're looking at maybe financial issues or you're maybe looking at certain things that are going on in your life and you're thinking, eh, whew, man, God, like, I gotta, I want you to sweat the small stuff, okay? I think it's important. It's okay to sweat the small stuff. Small things make big things happen. What I want you to understand is that your end result is most likely never what you thought it was going to be. And I'm just seasoned enough in life to understand this. 36 years old, trying to figure out the next step. I know we, we hear statements like, we hear statements like, planning, failing to plan is planning to fail. And I agree with that. I agree 100% with that. 
But what happens in your faith when you did some plans and it did fail? What happens when you thought that you would be in a better place financially? What happens when you thought that your marriage would be better? What happens when all hell breaks loose in your life? Who do you turn to then? Your plan or your God? At the end of the day, I want to grow and develop a church that doesn't put its faith in things that they can see, but puts its faith in things that are unseen. See, the Bible in the book of Hebrews says that that faith is the evidence of things hoped for, the substance of things that we, we can't believe. Like, faith is something that we all have to have in our lives. And I think so often... We want the end result that we want, but we don't want the end result that God wants for us. And so what we do is we sabotage and we hostage God's plan. We hold it hostage and say, God, this is what I want. And the reality is, is that God is saying, hey, but that's not what I want. It's not what I have for you. It's not what I believe is best for you. That's not what I know is going to happen in your life. And yet... We spend our lives fighting this fight. You want to become unstuck? Put your hands in an uncommon God. You want to become unstuck? Stop worrying about the end results because here is the end result. Here is the end result. That Jesus bled and died for you and me. And the end result is not that all my stuff is together. The end result is this. So I get to put my hands in the faith of an uncommon God. The end result is this, is that even when I don't see it, he does. And that even when I don't think that there's a way, he's making a way. That he is a God of immeasurably more. He is a God of more than enough. He is a God who can do above and beyond anything that we can believe, think, ask, or desire. And yet, our desires are not to grow our faith but it's to get stuck in our faith. What do you do when you're stuck? Thank you for joining us. For more information, you can visit unitedcityfw.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, rate, and even share with your friends. Thanks for being with us today.